Did you know that TR Historical is the only online retailer of my merch? That's right. You can go over there, and I have stickers and buttons. Sooner or later, we might put some more stuff up on there. But Dave Boussier over there, owner-operator of TR Historical, has been a great friend of mine since I met him at an air show. We hit it off immediately, and we decided that we had to work together. On top of that, they have so much other stuff there as far as history swag on trhistorical.com. You're going to love it. I've ordered several shirts off of there, and there's some great stuff. I mean, if you want history swag, you got to check it out. So go over on trhistorical.com. Give them some love. Let Dave know I sent you. What's up, everybody? Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Tattooed Historian Show. My name is John. I am the Tattooed Historian. Great to be back on here for another episode of the podcast. Really excited about this one because we're going to be talking about something that's really important and something that a lot of you have reached out to me about over the years and uh, especially during the months of the pandemic when we've been just inundated with having to work on our own and uh, working by ourselves and still trying to get some great quality content out there. Um, I really think it's important for us to discuss exactly what it is uh, it means to brand as a historian. Uh, that's something you might not learn in university, in college. And so I think it's really important uh, for me to go over the essentials of what I did to brand myself as a historian and the uh, apps and platforms that I used and how I used them to initially brand myself as a historian. So I want to go over that today. And uh, I think it's going to be really a good thing for you to think about for the future because we're going to be going back into another wave of this stuff. And we're going to be uh, inundated with a lot of social media posts and things like that created for historians by historians. And why not be part of that movement? Why not be um, part of that large wave that's going to happen? And I think that's what we need to be thinking about going forward. Um, what I want to go over today is basically how I started branding myself as a historian, the apps that I used originally, and how to introduce yourself to a wider market as a historian, because I think that's going to be uh, a really positive thing for you moving forward into the next phase of whatever it is that you wish to do. Uh, so let me give you a little bit of background, and for some of you, uh, this will be kind of rehashing some old stuff with me, uh, a review, if you will, and uh, we'll, we'll go forward from there. So stick with me if you've already heard this story. Uh, there's going to be more on the other side of it. But for those of you who are tuning in for the first time, uh, let me talk about my background and how I started the Tattooed Historian brand. I went back to university as a non-traditional student. I earned my BA in history at the age of 30 uh, in 2011. And then in 2013, I earned my master's degree in history, all from Shippensburg University of Pennsylvania. And I was pretty much unemployed, uh, not gainfully employed, for a year or so, a little bit more than a year 
after graduating with my MA. Uh, because as you know, if you work in the history field or uh, you have friends who work in the history field uh, full-time, it's hard to break in. Um, there aren't that many jobs. Money is not going anywhere. Uh, it's not being put into arts and humanities like it is STEM, let's say. So I had to kind of, you know, eke it out there a little bit. I had to figure out my way for about a year, and it was tough. It was very, very tough. Um, but you have something that's an asset that I didn't have in 2013, early 2014, which we'll go into in a little bit. Uh, in 2014, I earned a position as a contractor uh, working alongside the Army Corps of Engineers. They were doing a major, major archival assessment project at the U.S. Army Heritage and Education Center in Carlisle, Pennsylvania. Uh, I was taken on in September of 2014, and um, it was a great thing for me. Uh, it gave me three and a half years of stability, and it gave me three and a half years of archival training and allowed me to showcase my chops as a military historian because that's basically what I am or I'm trained to be a military historian, uh, which can be all kinds of different things, which we can go to in our podcast. But that three and a half years taught me a lot and it gave me a much larger CV than I would have had. But I realized about three years in to the project that I just wasn't made for being in a cubicle. Uh, that wasn't for me can't do it. Uh, my brain goes 100 miles an hour. And when you place me in a condensed area and you say, okay, you have to just stay here and do the same thing day in and day out, it starts to get old. Uh, so about three years in, I started to get a little antsy. I started to get a little fidgety. And um, what I had done, though, previously, about a year and a half in, uh, was I started to think about, okay, this contract is only for four years at the time. I have to think about what's going to happen after those four years. I'm thinking long term. And so I looked and uh, I was like, well, LinkedIn isn't this great platform uh, as it is today. It's better today. And we can go over that in our time. At the time, it was a little stagnant. Uh, it wasn't going anywhere. Uh, it had, uh, you know, it just wasn't getting the momentum that it is today, like we see. And I figured, well, why not try a Facebook page to showcase what I do? And uh, I could put on there photographs that we find in the archives, documents, uh, things like that. And that's what I did. And for some reason, I came up with the moniker the Tattooed Historian because I'm heavily tattooed. Um, you know, I've, I think I have over 30. I lost count. Um, and it, the, the name just fit. So I, I took on the moniker, the Tattooed Historian, on Facebook, and luckily nobody had taken that name. And I was surprised, but I, but I took it. And uh, I made it uh, a site where I could showcase what we found in the archives in Carlisle, Pennsylvania, and then some other tidbits on the side. Like if I was doing uh, an interpretation of uh, you know, a Civil War soldier or I had done a school program, or uh, something else to that effect. I went back and visited my alma mater one time to do a presentation. That all went on the site. So I was basically making a digital CV, a digital resume, and creating my own kind of thing where I was like, this is what I can do. 
maybe you'll be interested in hiring me in the future. And, you know, you think that something like that's only going to get a little bit of traction. It's not going to get a lot. You might get 200 followers at most. And maybe one of those 200 will be hiring. You know, maybe they're a curator or maybe they are in charge of marketing uh, at a museum or historical site. Well, what I didn't know was it was going to just take off in new directions that I never would have expected. Uh, thousands of people started paying attention to the programming. Uh, I would get, you know, a couple hundred likes a week, a couple follows, and it just started to gain momentum and gain momentum. And people started reaching out to me for programming, which was weird, uh, but awesome at the same time. Um, I then went on to create an Instagram profile under the same name and I tried a Twitter handle, but the Twitter handle was too long. So I condensed it to at inked historian. And those were my top three and they still are my top three that I hang out on the most. And we'll go over those in detail later. But what it did was it created a new brand of history, not only for myself, but for others who felt like they were shunned or shut out from the history field. Maybe they couldn't find a job. They got into academia. They didn't like it. They got out and went independent. Um, you know, it, it's there's a wide gamut of people following the page because of the history field itself. The sheer environment of the history field has driven people to the page, which has been uh, an amazing experience and one that's been eye-opening at the same time. So I think that through that work... And understanding that work, we can gauge which direction a history field can go. And uh, we're going to go over that here in a little while. To end up with my bio here real quick, uh, without the background of working with all this digital media um, and creating content and having live events and partnering with people such as the National Park Service and historical sites and historical nonprofits, I would never have had the opportunity to get into uh, my doctoral training, which is upcoming at Western University in London, Ontario. There's no way I could have done that. Uh, but because of my work digitally on social media and in, in person and at conferences and stuff like that, uh, my CV, my resume was, you know, really huge. Uh, and lengthy, but also had a lot of quality content within it. Um, uh, partnerships and sponsorships and training workshops and stuff like that. So it's been really uh, the thing that has not only defined a brand, but has defined me. And people will sometimes stop me on the street and say, hey, you're the tattoo historian. And you know, it's still kind of weird, but that's the way it is. Uh, you know, and I love to meet all of you who, who listen to the podcast or watch a YouTube video or uh, watch one of my live streams. It's awesome to meet you. Please come up and say hello when you see me. Um, anyway, I think this is something that we can build upon when it comes to what you can do as a historian, history student, whatever you want to call yourself. Um to brand yourself as a historian to a wider audience. Because of COVID, as I said earlier, this has drastically changed the landscape. First off, the internet changed the landscape. Uh, you know, it leveled the playing field. I was now personally speaking with people I never thought I would speak with. Uh, you know, people who had written 
over 30 books on history now are uh, either coming to me asking for an interview or I'm going to them asking for an interview. And social media has leveled that playing field as well, and we will go into that. Um, But now is the time, and I don't think there's ever been a better time to be a historian. And some of you are going to be like, what is he talking about? There's hardly any jobs out here. If you want to take a different route and you want to be known as a historian to a wide audience, you can do it for free. Period. You can do it for free. Why? Facebook is free. Instagram is free. Twitter is free. Get on it and start building something up. So let's start from the ground up just like I did years ago in the cubicle, uh, hanging out in there with a with an idea of this brand called the Tattooed Historian. What do you do? Uh, Think of Facebook as your resume. What are you going to provide to the audience? Quality content that brings your audience value is the key. It's not always gonna be about you and it shouldn't always be about you. It shouldn't be about ego. It should be about creating quality content for your audience and getting them involved in the work that you are trying to do. Uh, That, to me, has been the biggest thing because I realize a lot of people who work in the history field or who are trying to get a job in the history field are being ignored. Uh, They're being cornered in a position where they didn't really want to be working in and they need an outlet. They need a voice. Uh, You can provide that voice for them. You can provide those you know with some kind of voice where they're like, wow, thank you for allowing me to showcase my talents. And that's basically what I did. You know, I was a, I was a, you know, an outsider in school. And so I wasn't invited to the cool parties. But I took that and twisted it a little bit for this brand. And here's how I did that. I took it as I'm going to invite the cool kids to my party instead of me waiting for them to invite me to theirs. And what we're going to do is I'm going to allow you to showcase your talent. I'm going to allow you to showcase your work. Uh, Have you constructed something for a museum? Have you had a partnership with a historical site? Have you done a conference paper and a conference was canceled? Come to me. We're going to give you an outlet, and I'm going to host you on that outlet. You can do the same thing. You can not only showcase your talents but if you love to talk to other historians about what's going on uh, in your field in your genre in your era of study get on it and do it it's an amazing ride because you make friends as you go you network you learn the ins and outs of what's going on out there in the field and you truly understand a little bit better than some other people who simply just apply get the rejection letter and say, ho hum, I'll figure it out tomorrow. No, you got to do it today. You got to figure it out now and move and keep moving and keep progressing. Do it without ego. Do it without a chip on your shoulder though as well. You know, do it with open arms, understanding that yes is more powerful than no. Uh, Like a number of my mentors have told me in the past. So starting out a Facebook page is huge. And you're going to reach a different demographic than maybe you want to start with. Uh, Some of you who are younger historians are starting to say, you know, well, my parents are on Facebook because they're looking up yard sales. I don't want to be on Facebook. That's fine. But it's better right now 
to be as many places as you can be to get your footing because the people your parents age might be the ones in charge of the historical site down the road. You need to be in touch with them to get there. It's a link in a chain. You know, I don't want you to play checkers here. I want you to play chess. I want you to think about that next move. So start small and maybe start in an arena where you're not completely comfortable in. Get out of your comfort zone a little bit. There's nothing wrong with that. Get on Facebook and brand yourself as a historian. Start a new page just as you working as a historian, a preservationist, an archivist, uh, whatever it is that you do. Um, Get on there and start showcasing that. You can put it on your resume. But it's also, like I said earlier, it's also a digital resume. It allows you to showcase your talents in a cool way. You can be like, here's my video on this. Here's me showcasing that. Here's an interview I did with this park ranger. And moving forward in that way is going to be very, very beneficial for you. And I really think starting a Facebook page is the first step in doing that. Uh, Also, just like I did, I started an Instagram page. Why? Remember, we were showcasing documents and photographs. Well, what better app to do that on than Instagram, which obviously is owned by Facebook, Um, so you can't get out of that Facebook bubble anytime soon. Uh, I want you to think about that for the future. You're a historian going to historical sites. I found a lot more historians creating content on Instagram than I have on Facebook. Right now, that's the hot ticket to do it. I would say go that direction. Go visit historical sites. Go visit museums. Go visit archives. Start documenting your journey. I want you to think of this not as content creation so much, because that can be a little overwhelming. I want you to think about you documenting your journey as a historian. Everyone has a different journey as a whatever you do. It doesn't matter if you're a scientist, if you're an artist, if you're a musician, uh, if you're a historian. Everyone has a different flow to their life. I know for me, I've met people who are like, yeah, I didn't uh, work as an academic originally, you know, obviously. Um, I kind of took a side path and I asked them, well, what what'd you do? And they'll say, oh, I worked in an archive. And I'm thinking, okay, that's great. Um, and I also know people like me who worked in construction and who worked in warehousing. Everyone has a unique story. Uh, it's like I've often said before, uh, we are all biographies waiting to be written. Make a digital form of your biography. It's an autobiography when you're doing it, obviously. But you're showcasing your progression to the next step in your life as a historian, an archivist, an artist, whatever you want to do. I think that's huge because you're going to not only help yourself, you're going to help someone else. Uh, I did a panel discussion one time, and I was asked to build a panel, and I brought in a friend who worked uh, in basically at, at state level for history and preservation. I brought in someone else who worked in a museum, and then I had me. So you had this state government uh, level person, you had the public historian who worked in a museum, and then you had this wild card in me who's kind of like, I don't even fit in these two narratives, here's my thing. And most of the students obviously gravitated towards um, those guys, and they went over there and talked to them about how do I get involved in um, you know, the state preservation efforts, how do I get involved in public history uh, with museums, 
uh, anyone a little bit more one-on-one. But I did have a couple students come up to me and say, I just don't fit in with them. I, I'm trying to be a little bit different. And it's like, okay, you're in my camp. You know, this is where you need to be. So there are those out there who would love to understand your journey. Perhaps there's some uh, 16-year-old student, and she's thinking about going on to undergrad uh, to earn her B.A. in history. Uh, showcase your B.A. in history. Let her see what she's going to face. Um, the same with, with grad school, or that same with uh, you know just working, volunteering at a historical site. What's it like to volunteer at a historical site? What are the what kinds of people do you meet? What kinds of things do you do? This would be a great way for people to be less intimidated by the field as well, because for years people have put up a wall. Some people, I should say, some historians have put up a wall and they've said this is untouchable. You 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 shouldn't try to touch this issue, or uh, you shouldn't try to go that direction. I don't like should or shouldn't. You need to do what makes you happy. And documenting your journey is going to help someone else greatly. And I really think that we need to be thinking about it um, in that way going forward. Uh, So Facebook is huge. You're going to get a lot of traction. You're going to get a lot of people who are interested in history. The demographic is going to be older. It's going to skew between the ages of, let's say, 45 and 60 for the most part. So if you want to bring that down a notch demographically, hit up Instagram. You're going to hit the, you know, 18, 20 to 40 year old demographic. That's going to be the majority of your demographic. So if you're listening today or you're watching the video I'm going to put up of me talking here, um, and you work for a historical site and you're like, we need to hit the 30 to 40 demographic, start pounding Instagram. Just start throwing stuff on Instagram, tagging your local area, uh, tagging history, tagging historian, tagging uh, historical site, tagging your city, tagging your state. Do everything you can to get that out to the masses. Instagram allows you to do that. And I have been very, very impressed with Instagram. Uh, the, The reach of Instagram has been enormous. Now, I'll tell you one other thing for Instagram before we move on to, to Twitter, uh, because Twitter is a whole different ballgame. With Instagram, if you are a student and you are looking to get an internship or you are a, uh, you've already completed your degrees and you're looking forward to getting a sponsorship or you are looking to get uh, a partnership with a historical site, for me, there has been no better site to do that on than Instagram. Why? Because when you can DM these places or these people, they read their DMs. Don't email them because the email can go to a junk bin pretty easily, especially if you'd never emailed them before and now all of a sudden it goes to a junk bin, it's never seen again, especially if you work or if you're trying to connect with a larger organization. Go right into their DMs. Someone is checking those DMs at least every other day and wait for that to come back. Oh, man. Well, the, the amount of um, feedback I've received just from DMing people, DMing influencers in the history field, DMing historical sites, 
DMing National Park Service sites. It's amazing because they check that stuff. Go out there and DM them. Now, you know, if you if you are a history student, let's say you are an undergrad and you're looking for that internship opportunity, it's Friday evening and your friends are out partying and drinking. Well, they were before COVID. Hopefully they're not now. But your friends are off doing their thing. Instead of going out with them for a night, um, you know, or instead of, you know, playing Twitch for a couple hours, take an hour out of your evening and DM 10 places. 10 places where you would love to intern at or you would like to get more information about interning there. You'll be surprised how many write back. Um, Expect, in my mind, if I was DMing 10 of these places or organizations, I would expect at least five of them to answer me back. It may take a couple days because let's say you're doing it on a Friday night. Um, it may take Monday. It may take Tuesday. Hell, go out there and DM them Monday evening. You know, when you're done with classes, uh, you're done with whatever you're working on, it's not going to take you long. Invest 30 minutes of your time because that 30 minutes could equate to the next three years of your life. Do that and you might see some really good turnaround with it. I wouldn't be surprised if at least half of those who you DM will at least answer you. Now remember, you're going to hear no more than you're going to hear yes, but it's that yes that turns the corner. It allows you to push forward. You only need one yes. You only need one. And so if you DM 10 people or 10 uh, nonprofits or 10 historical sites and you allow that to go forward, what could happen there? If one of them comes back and says, yes, we'd love to talk to you, or yes, we'd love to provide more information, we'd love to talk to you later, who knows where that's going to lead. Just take your time. Take three minutes per, do 30 minutes on a Monday night, and throw it out there. Take a night off, Wednesday night, do it again, 10 more, and keep moving and keep progressing forward. That would be a huge thing for you to do, and I really think you would get a lot of traction and new networking opportunities by doing just that. Um, so Facebook and Instagram are the biggies. I want to talk about Twitter for a little while uh, because Twitter is a different kind of animal. People love it. People hate it. That's fine. Uh, I use the ban button quite regularly on a number of my sites because I just knock out the trash. I knock out the negative. I don't want to hear uh, racism, sexism, anything like that. I just ban it completely. I'd suggest you do the same too, because I can tell you right now, too many historical sites and nonprofits are putting up with it just to increase their numbers, period. They want numbers. They're not concerned about quality of their followers. I'm concerned about quality of my followers, but I'm also concerned about safety of my followers. Do you feel happy and safe when you are following my page? I want you to feel welcome here. Too many nonprofits don't do that, or too many Uh, historical sites just, uh, you know, will delete a comment of the same person who provided a misogynistic comment last week. They don't deal with the person. They don't deal with the problem. I deal with the problem. I'm pretty harsh about it sometimes in that, you know, one strike and you're done. But uh, once I see it, it's gone. Twitter has a lot of that on there. However, I want you to start using the hashtag Twitter story in or Twitter historians, go into the search bar, 
look it up. Hashtag Twitter Storian, T-W-I-T-T-E-R-S-T-O-R-I-A-N. Or in the plural sense, Twitter Storians. Search it and look at the Twitter Storians on there. And you're going to see a lot of influencers on there who are uh, historians, have been historians for decades, have been historians for years, are PhD candidates right now, are your professors, are your local historical sites, uh, historical societies, on and on and on. Networking 101, guys. Right there it is. Get on there and start networking. And that's really what uh, Twitter is right now for historians. It's become a huge networking opportunity. I've seen projects get built in threads on Twitter story and uh, Twitter story and posts on Twitter where they're just like, hey, let's work together and do X, Y, Z. And all of a sudden it's starting to blow up. There is no reason why you can't network like that. And it's simple. You're online anyway. You know, the the cell phone is a remote control of life right now. We we are never more than five feet away from our cell phone. Use it to your advantage. And it's free, guys. It is free marketing for yourself as a historian. Here is what I do. Here is what I study. Did you see this latest article on this preservation effort? On and on and on and on. And you can do that with the power of social media. I don't want to keep hearing from history people, uh, social media is dumb. I don't want to do anything with it. I don't want to hear that, number one. But number two, thank you for giving me my platform all to myself. Because if you're not going to be there, I will. Uh, and and then when I'm working with the National Park Service and other organizations, it's kind of like we need to really be thinking about the next step. The progression of the field starts online. No doubt in my mind. People want more content. People want new new voices to be heard. Uh, you can be that new voice. You can create awesome content for little to no money you know, out of your pocket. Because you already have the phone. You probably have a Facebook account or an Instagram or a Twitter. Utilize it to your advantage. I can't see why that can't work for you. So go out there and start thinking about marketing yourself. Start thinking about the next step. And I guarantee you, you're going to enjoy the process, um, you know, immensely when you start to just create your narrative. I think it's going to be an awesome experience. And I'll touch more on this later. This is obviously just a small introduction to what is going on um, or what has happened in my life as far as being a historian. I want you to gravitate towards something new. If you feel like you're not getting anywhere, try something different. Now, if you're happy with what you're doing, if you're completely happy, um, you feel like you don't need this, then don't do it. But if you want to make a new mark that maybe you haven't tried before, try one of these. Start moving forward. And I'll talk more about this later in other, in, on other apps and, and um, other ways to get your, your voice out there. Because I think that a lot of you just want to know where to start and how to start. Or 
what's something different we can try that we haven't done last year? Maybe you work for a historical site where you work for marketing. Trying something different is always a great thing. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid of the feedback. Don't be afraid of the haters. Just put stuff up and learn from it. I've put things up that have flopped majorly. And I had to laugh at myself and be like, well, that didn't work. And then I move on from there to the next thing. Stop taking judgment so seriously. Start taking, you know, the history seriously. Create great content. Document your journey. Understand the places you've been and the places you want to go. Reach out to influencers and other historical sites through their DMs on Instagram. Haven't started an Instagram page and yet you're a historian? Start one because you're going to historical sites. Why not give them some love too? Take some shots of the places you've been at the historical places. Tag them in there. They're going to notice that you're doing that. They've done it with me. They've done it with other influencers I know. Um, There is no reason why you can't do that. Because you have everything at your fingertips. Literally at your fingertips. You can make a mark on a field that needs more marks. Definitely. There's no doubt about it in my mind. Too many historians uh, get involved on social media to get a TV show or be um, famous in general. You know, they just want to be famous. They just want to, you know, make tons of money, which isn't going to happen. And they want to basically just get their History Channel show, you know. If you're doing it for that reason, don't do it. Because you're going to be spotted a mile away. People are going to realize that you're not doing it for your followers. You're doing it for yourself. You are talking to hear yourself talk. And people are going to notice that. Um, people can spot ego. And people can spot authenticity. Be yourself. No matter what anyone says, don't worry about what anyone else says. Be yourself. I don't care how you look. I don't care who you love. I don't care, you know, your gender identification. It doesn't matter. There's room for every voice. Be a voice in this choir of history. That's what we need now more than ever. We need people to lend their voice. And the pie is big enough, guys. The pie is huge. Okay, everyone thinks that I'm going to go out there and I'm going to be the best at this and I'm going to have all this stuff and I'm going to be the I'm going to be known as the best of this and the best of that. There's enough pie for to go around where 50,000 people could do, you know, a post at Gettysburg on the battlefield and Every one of those 50,000 is going to be slightly different. Every one. So what's that tell you about the historical narrative and how you can bring it across? It tells me that there's room for everybody to lend their voice. And everyone's going to do it differently. Don't try to do it like Tommy did it yesterday or Sally did it the day before. Do it the way you want to do it. Because you're the one who has to sleep with that at night thinking that I did it the way I wanted to do it. I didn't do it to look like someone else or act like someone else. 
Do it because that's how you want to do it. And that's with anything in life. Tread your own path. You know, it's it's sometimes harder. It absolutely is. And I've caught a lot of uh, crap for the things I've done in, in the past from people who just don't get it. They don't understand why I do it a certain way. But that path is now cut through that jungle. And maybe someone will cross my path someday and they'll see that there's a way forward and then they, you know, veer away and they cut their own. But maybe they tread on mine for a little while. They go a couple hundred yards on this path that I've cut through the jungle and I'll just be happy as a clam because I helped someone out. If you're doing it for yourself, you will lose. Period. Think of something larger than yourself. Do this because it's bigger than you. And you'll win. That's life. That's life in general. If you go through life only thinking about yourself, you will lose. There's no doubt in my mind. If you go through it with empathy, with compassion, and with the understanding that you are going to give the best content you can to those around you, whether you're on social media or sitting at dinner, someday when we can all sit at dinner again safely, you're going to win. I have no doubt about that. So keep thinking about ways you can create great historical content, not for yourself, but for others. Giving your followers some sort of value, a thing of value, content of value. That's the way forward. That's the way forward, I'm telling you. Because it's going to come back to you. You plant the good seeds, you get the good crops. So remember that. That's from a Pennsylvania boy. We got plenty of crops around here. You plant the good seeds, you're going to get the good crops back. You get a good yield. You reap what you sow, right? So if you're only thinking about yourself, people are going to stop thinking about you. So let's think about that as far as historians are concerned. Let's drop the ego and let's just start creating and having fun. That's where it's at. Just have fun. Work together. There's enough to go around. Seriously, there is plenty to go around. So I want to go off air with that in mind for this week. I want you to think about getting outside your comfort zone a little bit to increase the awareness of who you are so that you can increase the historical awareness and bring value to your audience. Bring value to your friends who are going to follow because when you start a page, the first people that's going to follow are your friends. And then all of a sudden, strangers can start popping on. How are you going to provide them value? How are, they, how are you going to introduce them to you as a person? Think about that for a while. Because as we move forward, uh, you know, it just gets better and better. Because you get more into your zone. You're in that lane and you just put on cruise control and you just go. So I want to thank you for listening to this week's podcast because I think some of you needed to hear that. I think some I think I need to keep telling myself that from time to time. So it's 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 for both of us. It really is. Um, I do uh, one on ones with historical sites, um, nonprofits, and stuff where we go really deep in the weeds with this subject of uh, 
historical outreach on social media, digital history, that kind of thing. But for you, I just wanted to do this introduction to it because I think if we just allow each other to kindle that fire just enough, it's an overview that is a huge umbrella over everyone working in the history field who wants to try something different. It's not that one-on-one thing. This is more, this could work for a lot of you, no matter what you do. So I wanted to do uh, the first installment of this. If you liked it, let me know. I'll probably do more. Um, I'll probably go into different apps and platforms that I've worked with and how I'm progressing with that. I'm telling you what has worked and not worked for me. Um, I'm not selling anything or anything like that, but I'm just using my experience to try to help others. I think that once you get involved in it and you start to learn from it and you start to understand it a little bit, I think then you as well are going to lend a voice like I am right now where you're like, hey, this worked for me or this worked for my organization. This worked for my historical site. Maybe check this out. Don't do this. It flopped. You know, it's all from self-awareness and experience. And those are two great things to have in life. So guys, with that, I'm going to sign off. I'm really appreciative of every one of you listening to the podcast today. Uh, I try to get these up as often as possible. So bear with me. Um, I'm getting ready for this move to Ontario here uh, by the end of the year. So things are in the air as far as uh, how often I can get around to podcasting or doing live streams or stuff like that. But I do want to be able to give you quality stuff as often as possible And I hope you got something out of today's episode, guys. It would really mean a lot to me to know that you did. So thank you for listening, no matter if you're listening on Spotify, iTunes, Amazon Music. Thanks thanks so much for doing that. Uh, Please rate the show if you can on your platform. Please share it out with your friends. It would mean a tremendous deal to me because word of mouth is the best marketing tool in the world. And I would really appreciate a shout out from you. If you ever get the chance to do so, uh, it would mean the world to me. So with that, guys, I want to sign off this week. Thank you so much for listening. Tune in next time. Uh, I might do an extension of this if you liked it. So tune in. I will talk to you guys very soon.